I'm AJ Bianco from Podcast PD, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows in the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here, and today I'm talking with Dr. Ryan Gottfordson, a mental success coach and leadership consultant, and we're focused on his book, Success Mindsets, the key to unlocking greater success in your life, work, and leadership. Lots to learn. I love this talk, and I think you will too. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Enjoy. You are listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast for educators, helping you help kids achieve their dreams. And now here's Steve with this week's show. Ryan Godfrinson, PhD, is a mental success coach and cutting-edge leadership consultant, author, trainer, and researcher. He helps improve organizations, leaders, teams, and employees by improving their mindsets. Ryan is currently a leadership and management professor at the Mahalo College of Business and Economics at California State University, Fullerton. He holds a PhD in organizational behavior and human resources from Indiana University and a BA from Brigham Young University. Ryan is the author of Success Mindsets, the key to unlocking greater success in your life, work, and leadership, published by Morgan James Publishing. He also works with organizations to develop their leaders and improve their culture, collective mindsets, and he has worked with top leadership teams at CVS Health, Top 130 Leaders, Deutsche Telekom, 500 plus of their Top 2,000 Leaders, and dozens of other organizations. As a respected authority and researcher on topics related to leadership management and organizational behavior, Ryan has published over 15 articles across a variety of journals, including Journal of Management, Journal of Organizational Behavior, Business Horizons, Journal of Leadership and Organizational Studies, and Journal of Leadership Studies. His research has been cited over 2,000 times since 2014. Ryan, thanks for joining me today. Say hi to everyone. Hi. Thanks for having me on. Well, I'm so glad that you're here, and I love the book. It, it, it's just the, the whole, it's, it's easy to read, it's easy to understand, and it, it's so clear. And uh, before we get into your book, Success Mindsets, Your Keys to Unlocking Greater Success in Your Life, Work, and Leadership, let's, let's talk about something else that I, I heard you say in one of your videos. In a, in a video that I watched, and we're going to get into some of this later because you have a cool YouTube channel and you have all kinds of uh, places to go, awesome website, the... Uh, in this video, you said, all of us have our own unique way of seeing the world. Can you help us understand what you're talking about? Yes. So what we have is our mindsets. Our mindsets are the mental lenses that we use to view the world. And they're the reason why two people can see the same thing. Let's just say a challenge or even failure, yet interpret it so differently. And what is really interesting about this is that most people think that how they see the world is the best way to see the world. And, but what they may not recognize, and I could even say this from personal experience, is that how we're seeing the world actually oftentimes is not the best way to see the world. And that actually may be limiting and, and will be limiting how we think, learn, and behave in these different situations that we encounter. And so if we can awaken to these mental lenses that we're, we're using to view the world, then we can unlock greater success across our life, our work, and our leadership. Very cool. So, uh, and I, I think it's, it's an awesome thing that, like I said, I've, I've watched in a, 
a couple of videos talk about this, as well as you talk about it in the beginning and opening of your book, which is a great way of getting into this thought that, uh, um, you know, this idea that, uh, you know, we all kind of, you know, have this unique way and I, and it, it's got an important role, I think, in what's about to come in your book. So it's cool. You've identified, you have identified four sets of mindsets in your book. And once again, a reminder, but your book is Success Mindsets, Your Keys to Unlocking Greater Success in Your Life, Work, and Leadership. Before we get into them, though, let's focus on what a mindset is and why you want to understand them. So I've kind of described them as mental lenses, but let me even get into, this may be a little deep into this, but, but I think we can follow along here, is that we're going to dive into the neuropsychology associated with our mindsets. See, as I mentioned, is we've got two different people can see the same thing, but interpret it differently. And what's going on is, let's just take the situation where we're facing a challenge. Well, we've all got a mindset neural connection within our prefrontal cortex. We've got a positive and a negative neural connection. Because what, when we encounter these situations, our senses send all sorts of information right to our prefrontal cortex. And then it's up to these mindset neural connections to filter in specific information that we deem most important. And these neural connections interpret this information in unique ways. Now, if which neural connection we rely upon, whether negative or positive, is based upon the strength of that neural connection. So if our negative mindset neural connection is stronger, it's gonna fire loud and rapidly. If our positive mindset neural connection is not as strong, it's just gonna fire slower and softer. And so what, what ends up happening is when all this information comes into our prefrontal cortex, it's these stronger neural connections that really override the process. And, and often, if they're the negative mindsets, to our disadvantage. If they're the positive mindsets, to our advantage. And so what is going on here is, is that these mindsets are controlling how we are perceiving the world, how we then think about the world, and then how we behave in the world. And if we can awaken to the mindsets that we're relying upon, and, and understand what those are, then we have the ability to shift them. And we have clarity on how to shift them because we've got to activate and strengthen those more positive mindset neural connections. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. The, uh, it's so cool because one of the things that, uh, you know, when you work with individuals over for a long time, if you work in teams, if you work in a big or small organizations, um, you can't help but notice that we do see going back to something we talked about earlier, we see the world differently and to understand it better. I think that's only going to be helpful. And so, yes, it makes perfect sense. So thank you. Yeah. And to drive that point home is, so if we have a pyramid of success, let's just say success at the top of that pyramid. And if we ask ourselves, what is the primary driver of our success? What's the next level down on this pyramid? Well, that's our behaviors. Our behaviors will drive our success. And that's my, my belief is that 90% of people, when they want to improve their success, and that can mean a wide variety of things within their spheres, uh, if they want to, 90% of people focus primarily on their behaviors because they know that if they improve their behaviors, they'll improve their success. But then we've got to ask ourselves, what drives our behaviors? Well, it's our thinking that drives our behaviors. And so 
my guess is about 90% of our, our, if we're gonna, or 9% of people focus primarily on our thinking because we know if we could change and improve our thinking, that will naturally change our behaviors and therefore our success. But that's not the foundational element about ourselves because we, then we can ask ourselves, what drives our thinking? Well, that's our mindsets. Our mindsets drive our thinking, therefore our behavior, and therefore our success. And because we, we know that mindsets are foundational to everything that we do because of the role that they play in our processing, in our prefrontal cortex, because the two primary roles that they are playing is one, they are filtering in specific information out of the situations that we encounter, such as is this challenge something that I should avoid or is this challenge something that I should approach? And then they interpret that information in unique ways. So when we get into the neuroscience of leadership, what we truly find out is our mindsets are the very most foundational component for everything that we do. And when we focus on it, trying to improve ourselves by improving our behaviors, and we're not talking about mindsets, those prevailing mindsets will continually resist the changes and improvement that we're trying to make in our behaviors. A much more natural and effective way of developing ourselves is to push forward our mindsets. As we do that, our thinking will naturally improve, our behaviors will naturally improve, and so will our success. And so when we think about this in terms of an educational setting, is in, as a educator, are we focused on developing our mindsets in such a way that we could be, have a more positive influence on those that we are leading and teaching? And then also, when we are working with students, are we focused on mindsets? Because at the end of the day, that's a focus on improving mindsets. Is we're going to have a bigger return on our investment than if we focus on any of the levels above that, like our, our thinking or our behaviors. That's awesome because it just, it, you know, it, it comes in, it focuses in on the idea of just us understanding who we are and what drives us and just coming to that concept itself. I mean, it's going to, should help us like to, to use what you just said, get bigger returns. And especially when working with kids or, you know, working in the teams that we find ourselves uh, uh, working on, whatever those may be. So good stuff. The, uh, you know, let's talk about the four mindsets and, and before we get into what they are, because I'm going to mention them here, you, you have the fixed to the growth, the close to the open prevention to the promotion and inward to the outward. Um, one of the things I'd like you to talk about first though, is that you explain in your book that there's a negative positive orientation. And instead of it being like one or the other, instead of it being black or white, you say, this is kind of like on a, uh, on a continuing range from negative to positive, not as a dichotomy to use your exact words. So could you talk about this orientation before we get into what those mindsets are? Yes, for sure. And these four sets of mindsets, uh, the reason why I focus on these four sets is because these are the mindsets that have been studied for 30 plus years across psychology, education, management, and marketing. And this isn't to say that there aren't other mindsets that we can focus on. There's surely more than these, but these are the ones that I feel confident 
that promoting to people because there's 30 plus years uh, of research backing here. And, and what the research has found across these different disciplines and even on their own is each of these different disciplines have identified their own pet mindsets. And in isolation from each other, they've identified that there's a negative mindset and there's a positive mindset that exists along a continuum. And the more positive our mindsets, the more positive effects and results that we're seeing in terms of the research. And so when it comes to our own mindsets, our mindsets fall somewhere along these continuums from negative to positive. And the basic idea is if we can identify where we are at on those continuums and identify the more positive mindsets to have, then we can improve our success. And the thing that's interesting to me about this is that I, I've developed a personal mindset assessment that people could take. It's free on my website, ryangotfordson.com. And I've had about 10,000 people take this and only 5% of people are in the top quartile for all four sets of these mindsets, which suggests that most of us have some sort of work to do to improving our mindsets. And if we can do that, then we're going to be able to unlock greater success across our life, work, and leadership. Very cool. And it, so let's, let's shift real quick because we're going to come back and talk about the, the four uh, groupings. But the, uh, let's talk about that assessment because that's cool. I'm glad you went there because it is, it's awesome. It's right, it's right there on your website. You have easy access to it. In the book, you actually give, a, you know, you give the link and you, you talk about it in one of your chapters and say, go here. Um, which I think is awesome. Just right after you start describing this, you say, by the way, you could take this assessment. Nice. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, um, so where'd that idea come from? And uh, I mean, why did you do, you know, go ahead and create that assessment and can, and let's talk a little bit more about what you're seeing out of people taking it. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I have found really interesting about this is that we with so many people taking this mindset assessment is I thought that we would find correlations across these different sets of mindsets. And I'm not finding very high correlations, which suggests that these are very distinct and different mindsets. And so that's one of the things that we're finding. The other thing that I think is really powerful about this is that I, I don't think it's a secret that mindsets are really important for our success. I think most people get that. But then when I go and speak to groups, one of the questions I'll often ask is, okay, you guys buy it. Mindsets are important, but what mindsets do you need to have to be successful? Are you aware of any of these mindsets? And I generally get one of two answers. The most common answer is people will say a positive mindset, which is great. I mean, that's that we need to have a positive mindset, but what does that mean? And then the second most common answer is actually no answer at all, that nobody has a clue what mindsets we need to have. Interesting. So what we're doing when, we, when somebody takes the mindset assessment is we're now putting labels and definitions to some concepts that for most people uh, are rather unexplored. And so we, when we don't have labels and we don't have definitions for these different mindsets, we have no way of introspecting about them within ourselves. But once we put labels and descriptions around these mindsets, now we become empowered to actually do a deep dive in ourselves, that we introspect at a deeper level than we have before. And it gives us a framework in order for us to really 
enhance our self-awareness is we've got a label where we're at. We've got a label where we go and once we, where we want to go. And once we have that, then we become empowered to do something about it. Excellent. That's, you know, it's, um, that's cool what you were talking about with the idea that uh, you discovered that, uh, you know, a lot of people have uh, no con, you know, that, that no concept of it. And, you know, one of the things that uh, is interesting to me is that uh, because, and this is why I was pointing this out before, um, I think most people do think in terms of it, I must be one or the other. Um, I can't be, there can't be like gray area, which I think is cool. You, you kind of get into that description of it's not black or white. It's, it's, it's not, you know, um, closed or open. And instead, I think a lot of times that's the way we think is you know, a lot of people do think that way that it's, it's gotta be one or the other. So which one is it? <laughs> Come on, doc, tell me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yep. cool stuff. So, so let's get into a, a little bit of a, uh, um, a little bit about each of the mindsets. So if the four pairings are fixed growth, closed, open prevention, promotion, inward, outward, can you just give a brief description about the four of them? Yeah, I, I'm going to s- stay at a really high level, but I'm going to try to make these ideas come, come to life. And each of these mindsets has an associated desire. So let me focus in on these desires because I, I think it paints a really interesting picture. So Stephen, I'm going to give you four desires and you tell me whether or not they're good or bad desires, okay? Okay. So the, 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 the first four desires are a desire to look good, a desire to be right, a desire to avoid problems, and a desire to get ahead. Is it bad for somebody to have these desires? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to fall back on the, the that, that's a trick question there because some of those are pretty good but could be bad. Um, and you're, you're right on because these desires are incredibly easy to justify. I mean, who wants to look bad, be wrong, have problems and get passed up? Well, nobody wants to look bad have, or look bad, be wrong, have problems, get passed up. So we are, it's easy to justify. Yeah, I want to look good. I want to be right. I want to, I want to avoid problems and I want to get ahead. But then we've got to ask ourselves, where's the focus when we have these desires? And the focus is on ourselves. And, and they're actually all affiliated with the negative mindsets that we're talking about, fixed, closed, prevention, and inward, respectively. And when we have these negative mindsets and their associated desires, what the, the place that we're in is what I call self-protection mode. And, and again, these are incredibly easy to justify. And so it's not uncommon for somebody to take my mindset assessment and say, there's no way that these mindsets are bad because we could justify them away. But what people often don't realize is there's just higher order desires to have that are associated with the more positive mindsets. Instead of this desire to look good, it would be better for us, for us to have a desire to learn and grow. Instead of us having a desire to be right, we should have a desire to find truth and think optimally. Instead of a desire to avoid problems, we should have a desire to reach goals. And instead of a desire to get ahead, we should have a desire to lift others. And, and these four desires on the positive side are associated with growth, open promotion, and outward mindsets. 
And if we can make this shift away from self-protection mode over to what I call organization advanced mode, then we're going to have a much more positive effect on not only how we operate, but also our influence on others. I mean, who would you rather want to work with, learn from, or, or be managed by? Somebody that is in self-protection mode, that is always trying to advance themselves, or somebody who's in organization advanced mode? And, and to me, that's really clear, but only when we put it in this framework. That's this is awesome. Thanks for explaining that. And one of the things that I want to point out is you, you, you start off in the beginning with your book, you know, where you, you tell a story and um, you have this section called Meet Alan and, and you explain who Alan is. I, I'd like you to kind of take what you just talked about just a little bit. And if we could talk about uh, the importance of understanding uh, how this all looks in reality, hence the story that you tell in the beginning, which I think is awesome because it really sucks the reader into you where you're going with your book can can we do that just a minute yeah that'd be great um as i look back on my professional career one of the things that i i see is there's different points where i've been really frustrated so to give you some backstory on this is i graduated with my phd in organizational behavior and human resources from indiana university and upon graduation i took a job at cal state fullerton as a leadership professor and I was there for two years. It was, a, it was a really good experience, but there were some challenges that were coming up with my experience at Cal State Fullerton. And in fact, there were some elements of, I'm going to call them political elements, uh, that, that led me to be a little bit frustrated at Cal State Fullerton. So uh, some of these elements involved uh, some of the policies that we have, but that don't necessarily resonate very well with me. And very early on, I kind of pushed back against these and probably the, not the most effective way. And, and that led to a little bit of discord, not, nothing severe, but it was just led me a little bit frustrated that there's this large government run bureaucracy and I wasn't able to make it budge an inch. Um, it, no, and shouldn't have been a surprise to me, but it was a little bit at the time. And so given some of this frustration and, and there were some other compensation aspects uh, that were related to this, I decided to make the jump over to a consulting organization called Gallup. So at Gallup, we would go into organizations and help them improve employee and customer engagement for these large organizations. And I had been a long fan of Gallup. And so I was really excited about this opportunity. They, the title that I received was called a research lead, which to me sounded fantastic because I love research. I love Gallup. I love their focus on engagement. Uh, to me, this was like a dream job. And I got into Gallup and come to find out is there's actually not a position called research lead. And they, effectively what I was was a data analyst. And while I love analyzing data, if that's the only thing I'm doing, I'm rather frustrated. And and so as I got into this and I, I was trying in some ways to bust out of the shell of data analysts for about a year and that, that year what grew increasingly frustrating for me because I, I just wasn't able to bust through. And upon, it really got to the point where my manager essentially said, look, this job is not a fit for you. I'm letting you go. And I was just like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with my life? Um, it, 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 
it was really demoralizing to, you know, be let go of a job. And, but fortunate for me is I was on a leave of absence from the university and I was able to go back to the university, no harm. And, but this, I was laid off in June. The semester was starting up end of August, beginning part of September. So that left me with two solid months to dive back into my research with essentially no distractions. And this is when I started to dive into mindsets. And as I started to dive into mindsets and identified these four different sets of mindsets, what I very quickly realized is for myself was when I was at Gallup, I was in the self-protection mode. I was focused on looking good, being right, avoiding problems and getting ahead. And while I was justified in having that, I could then, it was only after learning this, could I see that, that what my frustrations in that role, I was, when I was in those frustrations, I was blaming that on the organization. I was blaming that on my manager. I was blaming it on the other team members that I had. What I wasn't able to see is that at the root of the problem was not them, it was me because of the lenses that I was looking through. And, and so even as I look back on that situation, I just kick myself now knowing what I know about these mindsets is that I would have operated in a completely different way had I known these mindsets, that it would have been much more effective for me to want to learn and grow, to find truth, to reach goals and to lift others. And if those would have been my desires and my focus, it would have been a much more productive and successful experience. And it's so awesome that you share that story because I think it brings to life what, uh, what it is, that you, the whole point that you're getting to. This is not just, this is not, this is, this, there's a reality here. This is, and how it looks and what it looks like. And to each of us through whatever lenses we have, uh, this is what it could be. Just like when you were asking me, are these good or are these bad attributes? You know, it's, and I, and I thank you for sharing that story. And there, you know, and you have another one in there about running and it's, it's the, the stories bring it to life. And it's, and I appreciate you sharing that because I think that you cannot, but realize uh, as you, uh, put this into the perspective that you start thinking about maybe those times when you weren't paying attention to your mindset versus, you know, blaming others or whatever else you're seeing there. So good stuff. The, you know, my favorite chapter is 17, which is discovering the, an outward mindset. And this, this is the, the inward versus outward. And I love this one uh, for many reasons. Um, one, I, I'm very envious of people who are all the way at the, outward spectrum. And I think Me that is too. <laughs> <laughs> very cool. So I was wondering if you could uh, um, yeah, to, to talk a little bit about this mindset and why it's important for leaders to grasp it. Yeah. So when we have an inward mindset, so this is on the negative side, we see ourselves as being more important than others. And when we see ourselves being more important than others, we have a tendency to see others as objects. So Stephen, you're probably not guilty of this, but I, I've been guilty of this at times where I'm driving along on the freeway here in Southern California where there's a lot of traffic and there's an individual that's in the lane next to me and they put their blinker on that they want to merge over. And, and I just kind of decide, uh-uh, you're not getting over and I, and I accelerate a little bit, right? And I don't let him into my lane. Yes. Well, what's my mindset in this situation? I mean, this is a very, you know, pretty basic situation, but my mindset is my position in this lane is more important than you're getting into my lane. 
right? It's letting somebody in is not going to change how quickly I get to my destination. If it does, it's only probably by three seconds, if that, right? So it really doesn't matter. But for me, that spot is more important to me than it is to you. And, and often, I mean, that's kind of just a jerk thing to do. If somebody's got their blinker on and I speed up to purposely not to let them in, I'm kind of being a jerk. But so then I have to justify that. I mean, and the way that we typically justify this behavior is we say, we, we won't say, oh, I didn't let that person in. We'll say, I didn't let that car in. We're dehumanizing the person that's, that's in that vehicle. And, and that's what happens when we have this inward mindset. When we have an outward mindset, we're seeing others as being just as important as ourselves. Their needs and wants matter just as much as our own. And when we're able to see them in this way, we see them as people as opposed to objects. Is that a, a decent description? Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I, and I had a hard time not interrupting you because I'm, it's, it, it's so, what a, what a very real example. <laughs> I, um, I'm a fan of a couple of uh, TV shows and one's called the, uh, the Goldbergs. And uh, last night they had this episode, I was watching a rerun of this episode of uh, where the father um, would always leave the hockey games, you know, like an hour early just so that he would avoid traffic and not yell. And, and so you got to see all these um, situations where he's yelling at traffic and such. So been there, you know, it's, I, I know that ours is not like the traffic that you might have out uh, there in California ways, but uh, we, Atlanta is, it's definitely got its share of traffic. And, uh -huh. and yeah, you start thinking, uh, you, you really do that uh, the justification of it's the car, not the person. And that is, it's so cool. I appreciate you giving that explanation because it brings it home. <laughs> well, and let me give you another example that was really life-changing for me. And, and I, this is the mindset set that I feel like I struggle with the most. And um, one of the ways that we could demonstrate the power of mindsets is, is let's consider people that are homeless and asking for assistance. In fact, I, I just read recently that California holds half of the United States homeless public population, which is mind blowing to me. But what that means for me is when I drive to work, it's not uncommon for me to see somebody on the street corner asking for assistance. And we've got to ask ourselves, how do we see these individuals? Do we see them as not doing their best? And I would say for most of my adult life, that's how I would see them. Now, when we, when we see these individuals as not doing their best, we're really quick to be critical of them. I would think, what are they doing with their time? Why don't they do something more productive? Maybe go get a job. And what's my likelihood of being willing to help them and really navigating that situation in the way that lives up to my most ideal self? Well, it's not very likely. But what if I see them as doing their best? Well, when I see them as doing their best, it leads me to ask the question, what in the world has happened in their life that has led them to believe that this is the best way to live? And when I started to ask myself that question when I would see these people, I would quickly grow empathetic, wondering what in the world has gone on in their life. And when, and when I see them in that way, I'm going to be much more inclined to help them or at least navigate that situation in a much more productive way, living closer to my ideal self. And, and the difference here is when we see others as not doing the best, 
we typically have this inward mindset. When we see others as doing their best, we have more of this empathetic outward mindset. And the difference in these situations are not only does it cause us to think differently, right? The difference is being critical versus empathetic. It also causes us to behave differently, less likely to help them versus more likely to help them. And so that's the power of mindsets is how we see the world around us, how we see others will shape how we think about them, how we behave towards them and how successfully we navigate in those situations. And so that's an, an example associated with this inward and outward that for me has been really life-changing because it's got me out of this critical journey and negative journey in terms of seeing and interacting with others to a much more sensitive and empathetic journey. And, and I just, you know, for me, I could justify either position, but at the end of the day, the one that I'm, the person I'm more excited to be is that is with that outward mindset. Excellent. Thank you. That's it. And, and that's why it's my favorite. I mean, cause I, I really, I have friends who just, they would be at the top of your charts and me, not so much. And I got, it's got a lot of work there. So, and I appreciate you sharing those stories cause it really hits home. You know, something that I really like that you mentioned in chapter 21 is this, if we continue to be blind to our mindsets, we will misdiagnose our problems, treat them only at the surface level and continue to be frustrated. Could you explain this comment? Yeah, and, and that's, uh, I appreciate picking that out because going back to my Gallup example is I thought that everybody else was the problem, but me, but the reality was I was the problem. And until we could come to that realization, then we're going to be handcuffed when it comes to creating a solution that gets us beyond the problems that we're facing. And this is why it's so important for us to awaken to our mindsets because we're, we're going to, if we have negative mindsets, they are limiting our success and we don't know it. And, and we, in fact, we're going to push back against any suggestion that we need to improve because we can justify those mindsets so well. And that, I think that's one of the beauties of my mindset assessment is because it's giving us objective results regarding the quality of our mindset. So when somebody takes my mindset assessment, the results that they're getting, they get a score, but that score is less important than the, there's a label that comes below that score, which is how do they stack up relative to the 10,000 other people who have taken the mindset assessment? Are they in first quartile, second quartile, third quartile, or fourth quartile? So regardless of their mindsets, they're going to learn where they are relative to everybody else. And, and it's really hard. I'm not saying it's the most perfect measure in the world, but it's really hard to debate those results, given that there's so many people who have taken it. And, and so for many people, it, it's sometimes demoralizing, in all honesty, when they take the mindset assessment, because they don't, they, they've been living a life that is justifiable, but negative. And they may, because of their mindsets, they may have a tendency to beat themselves up. So those with a fixed mindset, what I'm learning is they don't believe uh, fixed mindsets when we don't believe that we can learn, go, grow and improve. If we have a fixed mindset and we get negative results, then we're inclined to internalize these results. 
But the real reality is, is we need to take a growth mindset towards this. Is our mindsets, we can change them. And research suggests that we could change them relatively easily. And so this is what the mindset assessment does and what I hope it does. Rather than give them a reason to beat up themselves, is it gives them a starting place and it gives them a finish line. And it, and it uh, also in the results is it gives suggestions on how they can move from their starting line closer to their finish line. And, and so hopefully at the end of the day, it helps people awaken to themselves at a level that they've really never explored and allows them to unlock greater success at their more, most foundational level. So Ryan, what, one of the things I'd like to, to talk about is I got I to gotta ask, because it's really cool. I, I've enjoyed reading your book. It's, it's easy to read. It really makes it clear this understanding of mindsets and why we want to know and helping us interact with people. And it's uh, the more you read, <laughs> you kind of start, and especially if you take the assessment, um, you start questioning, you know, you start, if you're honest with yourself, you start going, okay, yeah, I'm, there I am. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and uh, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, is really cool is you, you are an instructor. I mean, you're a professor. Are we talking about uh, um, young people out of high school? Or are we talking all ages? And uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, how it's received when you're, when you're talking about uh, mindsets and such with uh, your classes? It is such an awesome experience talking about this with my students. So I generally teach uh, juniors, seniors, or graduate students uh, at, at the university. And, and they, the students, when we first start talking about it, they, you could tell they're just lapping this up. And the reason why they, they do this is because these are just novel concepts that they have never been exposed to before. And so it's really cool because, because they're just kind of like, wow. And we present some really cool studies, some of these studies I talk about in the book. And they're just, I can't believe that just how we see the world shapes how we think, how we learn and our behave in such dramatic ways. But, but then the interesting part is, is I'll have them take my mindset assessment. And then what I do with the results, and I do this also with the organizations that I work for and work with, is I aggregate their results up to the collective level. And, and I present that on the board. I said, okay, you guys all learned about your mindsets. Now let's look as a class, what are our mindsets? And the thing that is so fascinating to me is that I've done uh, these collective mindset results with 50 plus groups. And the groups with the most negative mindsets far and away are always my students they have the most negative mindsets, whether juniors, seniors, or graduate students. And, and it's led me to ask the question why this is. Um, so usually the first thing I have to say to these students is, look, don't beat yourselves up. Like you're not unique, you're like every other college student. But, and we're able to talk through, how does this affect how you work within your student groups? Because most of my students are saying, I hate working within student groups. Well, why wouldn't you if, Everybody who's coming into that group has an inward mindset, is in self-protection mode as opposed to group advanced mode, right? So, so we're able to have some really deep transformational discussions. But I think some of the reasons why these students have more of the negative mindsets is partly the stage of life that they're in. They're largely coming out of their teenage years. Uh, not everybody, because we've got some mature, rather mature students. Uh, but they have 
have less responsibility as a whole. Many of them aren't married. They don't have kids. So it's really easy for them to focus on themselves. They've got a lot of pressure in terms of they're probably not making a lot of money. They're spending a lot of money on tuition. They uh, not only are going to school, but they've got a job. And a lot of my students at Cal State Fullerton, uh, I mean, 50% of them are first-generation college students. And that wow. says something about, one, the, uh, their drive and determination, but also about the socioeconomic backgrounds that they're largely coming from. And, and so they're not coming from the most affluent um, places, which when we don't have that security in terms of a financial status, then we are going to be pressured and pulled into the more of those negative mindsets. And so I think for all of those reasons, it makes sense that they're in self-protection. But that's what's so cool about talking to them about that, because we're able to say, and I wish I would have had that conversation when I was a, a junior or senior in college, is look, there is more to this world than you. And actually, the more you focus on yourself, the less successful you're going to be. And the more that we start to move towards that, the more positive mindsets and start focusing on the world around us, that's when you will start to see the success. And so let's, you know, now is your, the starting place in your journey. You know where you are and you know where, you're, where you need to go. And if you can get there, you're going to, um, you're going to really make life easier for you throughout your, the rest of your career. So it's a really cool conversation. That's awesome. That is so awesome. I, I, I just kept thinking about it because I definitely am somebody who could have benefited from this discussion when I was in that point in my life too. So very nice. Thank you for sharing. The, uh, you know, Ryan, it, we're, we're getting close to closing. And, and one of the things that I want to make sure that you get a chance to, to share a little bit about is uh, you have a, first of all, you have an awesome website. It's, it's easy to find what you're looking for and it's nice, big, bold images and uh, all kinds of good stuff there. And one of the things that's, that's there is uh, someone who's coming to your website can subscribe to your newsletter. Um, could you tell a little bit about what they'll get by subscribing? Yeah. So immediately if you take the mindset assessment and if you, you can opt to that newsletter uh, and, and then usually there's some freebies associated with that. So well, I think the one that I currently have up is 10 or 15 videos that are sure to unlock, uh, you know, more, these more positive mindsets. And that's one of the things that research watching like three minute videos can shift our mindsets for two to four weeks. And, and so again, my shifting our mindsets isn't difficult. It's just watching and exposing ourselves to exercises that strengthen our positive mindset neural connections. Now, if we do one workout in the gym, does that mean that we're going to be strong over the next two months? No, the gains that we receive from one workout are limited. But what if we start going to the gym on a regular basis? We sustain those gains and we, and we even increase. And that's the same idea that goes with our mindsets. We've got to continually work out our mindsets. So my newsletter is one way to do that is every week I, I just post a blog a post or an article that is related to mindsets. And hopefully that's one way to, to activate and strengthen our positive mindset neural connections. Also on my website, I've developed a, a tool that people are, are loving. It's called a digital mindset coach. 
and you can get either an email or a notification on your phone about every other day to interact with different exercises to strengthen your digital or, or your mindset. So we have videos built into that. We have uh, short journaling exercises and questions. And the purpose, our original purpose for the digital mindset coach was twofold. One, to help us strengthen and improve our mindsets, which we're doing. And two, to enhance learning and retention around these mindsets so that in the moment we could better navigate those situations. We could kind of step back, be more mindful. And, and that's what we've learned is the, the third benefit that we didn't necessarily anticipate is people are saying, I have greater ability to metacognate about myself, that I'm enhancing my self-awareness. And then the fourth benefit, another one that we didn't necessarily anticipate, is they're saying, I'm, I'm finding myself more intentional about my mindsets. I'm finding myself more intentional about just my day in general. And I'm fi finding myself more intentional about the positive influence I'm having on the world around me. And so it's, it, this, this digital mindset coach lasts for about three to four months because what it's doing is we're just establishing these exercises about 10 minutes a day, three days a week. And over the course of three or four months, we're going to walk out of that with having um, strengthened our more positive mindset neural connections. Excellent. Thank you. And it is it is an awesome website. I mean, you're going to learn a lot just by going there and uh, I appreciate it when uh, just that in itself is, uh, is so informative. You know, before we go, if someone wanted to connect further with you, Ryan, where would you send them? And I also want you to mention your YouTube channel because it's cool. <laughs> All right. So the best place is uh, my website, ryangoffertson.com. If you want, the second best place would be LinkedIn. We're happy to connect with you. And then I do have a YouTube channel where I've got about 15 or 17 videos that are up. They're short videos. We actually roll these into our digital mindset coach um, as explanations for different questions that we cover. And so it, they're, they're just kind of quick stabs at different questions around mindsets in general, each of the specific mindsets that we've focused on, and, and even about how these mindsets affect our leadership in the different realms of responsibility that we may be in. Excellent. Thank you. And, you know, just to uh, remind everybody, I mean, just you got to go to the website, you got to check out his book, uh, Ryan's book, Success Mindsets, Your Keys to Unlocking Greater Success in Your Life, Work and Leadership. But before we close out, I got two last questions for you, Ryan. And the, the first one goes like this. If you had a chance to talk with an audience of graduating college seniors, what is something that you would want them to remember about success mindsets? I think the number one thing I want them to remember is mindsets are foundational to your success and that if you want to improve your success and I learned this from my own experience it's not very effective to focus on behaviors in fact it's often a really frustrating thing I'm really I've always been big on self-development and and it was such a frustrating thing for me for so long because I just didn't feel like I was able to make the progress that I was wanting to make with the effort that I was putting in it wasn't until I learned about the power of mindsets that I then started to put my efforts into shifting my mindsets. And by, by focusing on the foundation and shifting those mindsets, that's when I've seen other dramatic growth in terms of how I operate and the success. That, that's awesome. Thank you, Ryan. And, and uh, 
and like I said, I wish I had been listening to somebody when I was getting ready to graduate who was talking to me about that a long time ago. Um, and, and here's my last question. Do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if given the chance to say thank you? Uh, I love the question. And I have had a teacher as a high school teacher. And fortunately, I've had that opportunity to go back and, and talk to that teacher and, and tell them thank you for the influence that they had. And I think the influence was less about anything that they taught me. It was so much more about what we've talked about, which is they had an outward mindset towards me. Is I mean, even, I look back on even my college and high school experiences, is I know if I'm being seen as an object or as a to those teachers. When I am seen, when I was seen by this professor as a person, someone of value, I was better able to learn from them than the teacher who saw me as just an object, a number. And, and to me, the, there was just such a stark contrast for this to be seen as a person uh, relative to everybody else. So that's why they stand out in my mind. So I wish that more professors had the capability of focusing on their students as people. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm now a professor, I'm now a teacher. When I've got a class of 125 students, I mean, it's really hard to see them as people because I've got so many of them. And I know that high school teachers and others are the same, but there's a lot of power in taking that outward mindset approach in our teaching. And to me, that's what resonated. Awesome. Thank you so much. And Ryan, thank you so much for talking with us today. Success Mindsets, Your Keys to Unlocking Greater Success in Your Life, Work, and Leadership is an awesome book. I love the focus on the four mindsets. It's easy to read, easy to understand. And, and I got to tell you all, you got to make sure you go take that assessment because it's going to explain a lot. Um, wish I had someone talking with me about this a long time ago. Hey, Ryan, I wish you the best in all that you do. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. Really appreciate it. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is excited to be a member of Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right here. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and hosts. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions for classroom teachers and school administrators. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share it with your friends.